Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just want to take a minute to let you know, if you like This Is Monsters, you might like my other show, Somewhere Sinister. Each season, we go to a different place and tell sinister stories from that area. You can check it out by going to this link here. Thanks so much, and on to the story. In August of 2018, a disturbing 911 call came from a homestead near Cedar Springs, Michigan. The man on the other end of the line told the operator that he had found his infant daughter deceased in her room. The story didn't make much sense from the get-go, with the man sounding eerily calm and unstressed. When authorities arrived that day, they discovered the body of an emaciated child lying in filth. To this day, her parents deny any responsibility for her death despite being the very cause of it. This is Monsters. Tatiana Fusari grew up in New York. She had a troubled childhood, with some sources stating she battled with drug addiction and had a few run-ins with the law in relation to that. When she was 20 years old, Tatiana moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan, hoping to reconnect with her mother. That relationship didn't last long, and Tatiana was allegedly kicked out. One could assume that it had something to do with potential drug usage, but the details are unclear. She decided to study early childhood education and development at Grand Rapids Community College. Her dream was to one day open a daycare, which is incredibly ironic considering what she and her husband would later do. While at the community college, Tatiana met and fell in love with a young man named Seth Welch. She later described him as charming and flirtatious. The pair had a whirlwind relationship, moving in together after just one date. Seth was raised in a conservative Christian household, and he held those values close. He began getting paranoid about a potential government collapse or some sort of doomsday, which led him and Tatiana to a farm near Cedar Springs. Not long after, Tatiana fell pregnant with her first daughter. Initially, the farm was used to be self-sufficient and not rely on the outside world. After a year or so, they realized they needed money, and Blackacre Farm was born. They began growing a multitude of produce and setting up bees for their own honey, which they sold at the local Fulton Street Farmer's Market. In a video posted on May 30th, 2018, Seth explained that the business would be pivoting from Blackacre Farms to Stewards of Creation. 
he explained that God would be put first instead of money. Seth was a fan of these long-form internet sermons. He posted multiple to his private Facebook page where he told others about his beliefs, saying things like, quote, If kids are not corrected by their parents, they will do those things that are evil, like the heathens. And, quote, The righteous shall live by faith. It's God who is sovereign over disease and those sorts of things and, of course, ultimately deaths. Seth didn't believe in vaccinations and was untrusting of any medical professionals. When their first daughter, Elizabeth, was born, she had significant amounts of THC in her system. That warranted a call to CPS by hospital workers. The parents were monitored, but ultimately no further action was taken. Seth questioned why those who would die from these preventable diseases were being vaccinated anyway, saying, quote, It didn't seem smart that you would be saving people who weren't the fittest. If evolution believes in survival of the fittest, why are we vaccinating everybody? Shouldn't we just let the weak die off and let the strong survive? When Elizabeth was still a baby, Seth took her to a doctor's appointment where he was informed that her head was one millimeter off of round. They prescribed a special helmet that cost $3,500. Seth and Tatiana thought that was ridiculous, with Seth drawing a comparison between the helmet and the ancient Chinese technique of foot binding. And to be fair, I also believe the head-shaping helmets are a bit of a scam. The doctor also took issue with the couple refusing to vaccinate their daughter and called CPS. They did check on the family again, but no further action was taken. Seth and Tatiana decided to get a second opinion, and that doctor disagreed with the first physician's recommendation. That would only further push the father's distrust in the medical industry. The couple's next two children had no doctor's appointments and were both also not vaccinated. Mary Ann Welch was born on October 23, 2017. By that time, Seth and Tatiana had another child together, meaning they now had three children under the age of four. From the outside looking in, all seemed fine for the Welch family. Seth had some controversial opinions, but he wanted to raise his children in the open air, eat fresh food, and live a quiet life. His occasional posts on social media featured the children, bathing them, having them help pick berries in the sunlight, or doing random chores on the farm. Except that wasn't really what was going on. Elizabeth, the oldest at four years old, could help with certain chores around the farm, but the other two children were far too young to be of any use. The family employed no workers, and their production business began to slow. This meant that Tatiana had to go out and look for a job so they could stay afloat. She found a part-time job at McDonald's, which meant that Seth was left to look after three young children and supposedly tend to the farm. The most straightforward answer to the question of how Seth could do all that and keep track of the kids was that, well, he couldn't. When Seth explained his plans for Stewards of Creation, it was clear that it would not be a profit-generating venture. The family was likely making a measly income for such a large family, but on the other hand, they did have an abundance of fresh food to offset grocery costs if need be. Seth and Tatiana were certainly healthy and well-fed. Seth explained, quote, Jesus Christ said you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money, or you shall love one and cling to the other. He continued that the farm would still generate produce, but not sell it for a profit. Seth also wanted to add a fellowship center. Since the farm sold produce at a market, not many people were familiar with the setup of the house. 
Neighbors driving past could see an unkempt yard with straw bales lying every which way and a wooden fence that bordered the property. It may have looked like any other slightly run-down hobby farm if not for the array of painted quotes stuck on the fences or standalone placards. Quote, Repent, Believe, Obey, one said. Another read, quote, Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess to God. Seth never had a chance to attempt to create his vision. It all came crashing down when a disturbing 911 call was placed on August 8, 2018. Marianne was dead, and Seth had found her unresponsive. The call was chaotic and hard to follow, but it was clear to anyone listening that something was very wrong with how Seth acted. He was calm and collected. When asked by the operator if he was holding up okay, Seth replied, quote, You know, just another day. You know, it just is what it is. When Seth was asked if he was sure that the child was dead, he callously responded, quote, She was dead as a doornail. It turned out that he hadn't even been in Mary's room when he made the call. Even more shocking, it was discovered that it took him one and a half hours to call for help. After finding Mary, Seth called a lawyer to see what he should do. He also sent a message to someone about a goat and googled a rapper's kidnapping details. Getting help for his daughter seemed to be at the very bottom of his priority list. The 911 operator was trying their best to get help for the young girl. He asked Seth to put the phone as close as possible to the baby, possibly to see if any breathing sounds were audible. When paramedics and police arrived, they found a disturbing scene. The house was filthy and filled with flies. Mary Ann Welch was emaciated. First responders initially thought she may have been a newborn, as she weighed just 8 pounds. Mary was actually 10 months old and should have weighed at least 19 pounds. She was only 1 pound 4 ounces heavier than when she was born. She was lying on a moldy, urine-soaked mattress. She had bruises and bed sores on her minuscule frame. One of the female officers who'd been on the scene later recalled how sunken Mary's eyes were. It was a house of horrors. Mary's body was taken to the medical examiner who determined her cause of death to be malnutrition and dehydration. That took place over weeks, if not months. Essentially, Mary starved to death. Her muscles were wasting away as she grew weaker and weaker, unable to even cry out or raise her head. She had dried blood coming from her nose and foam from her mouth. She had visible injuries to her lungs, heart, and abdominal organs. Her bone marrow wasn't even capable of producing red or white blood cells. Seth and Tatiana were both arrested following the discovery. Their other two children were placed in the care of their grandparents. Initially, both Tatiana and Seth were charged with felony murder. In a video, Seth can be seen with his jaw hitting the floor when he heard that the charges carried a possible life sentence. That reaction went viral. Notice how being accused of murdering his daughter was met with a shake of the head, but finding out his possible punishment elicited a response like that. Seth and Tatiana both refused to accept any responsibility for what had happened to their daughter. Well, like I said, um, there are certainly some things that I would have, I would do differently in hindsight. Um, nothing is keeping me up at night. Um, whether you believe it or not, when I do something wrong, I'm convicted of it, and like it won't. Spirit within me will not let it go until I redress it. Um, is this something? And we're about done, okay? But is this something you would ask Jesus for forgiveness for? No. 
because I I'm like I like I said I'm still holding out that there's something else going on in her because I know what I did and whether you believe me or not it doesn't matter I know I know who knows what I did and Tatiana claimed she breastfed Mary, and Seth said that they were feeding her, quote, the good stuff, namely chicken, potatoes, apples, and cheese. He acknowledged that she was skinny, but justified that by saying, quote, everybody in my family's always been skinny. In a prison interview with a reporter from Wood TV, Seth also said, quote, yes, we did the best we could for Mary. According to our faith, we fed her good food and gave her water. We gave her lots of love. She just passed. Both of them admitted to detectives that they noticed that Mary was underweight for a month before she passed. They decided not to take her to the doctor for fear that they would be reported to CPS again. If you're afraid that you'll be reported to CPS if you bring your child to the doctor, you're clearly doing something that you know is wrong. So you punish the child further by not getting the medical treatment in order to protect yourself? Classic selfish narcissists. Seth Welch was found guilty of felony murder and first-degree child abuse in January of 2020, following three days of testimony and a jury deliberation that took about an hour and 20 minutes. Multiple things shocked the jury through the trial, including the following text messages sent from Seth to Tatiana. One read, quote, I can't deal with the child tonight. She's a total cunt. Can you get out early or something because it's wild? I'm about to fuck her up. I gagged her for a bit. It's so bad. Naturally, the jury also had to go through photos of Mary's body and the conditions she had been kept in. Images that will likely stay with them forever. One of the jurors spoke anonymously saying, quote, It was quite horrific, looking at all the pictures and everything else. You see the kids from Ethiopia starving on television. This was even worse than that. There was nothing left of her. Tatiana's trial took place in October of 2021. She had initially accepted a plea deal for second-degree murder, but withdrew it in May of 2020. Her defense took an interesting angle in the trial. They alleged that Seth was a controlling abuser who didn't allow Tatiana to feed the baby. Her defense attorney said it was a house of, quote, horrifying domestic abuse and torture. He claimed that Seth was physically and sexually abusive towards Tatiana. The problem with blaming Seth for everything was Tatiana's behavior right after Mary died. She claimed that she had breastfed Mary four to six times daily when she wasn't working at McDonald's. Tatiana's interrogation footage was also played for the jurors. Ultimately, the jurors felt Tatiana Fusari was just as guilty as Seth. She was convicted on October 12, 2021 after three hours of jury deliberation. On November 17th, she was sentenced to life in prison. It's unlikely that Seth or Tatiana will ever take responsibility for their actions that resulted in the slow, cruel death of an innocent baby girl. It's a small consolation that Mary's older siblings, along with her younger sibling born in prison, don't have to suffer the same fate she did at the hands of monsters. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help. Please talk to your local shelter or call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or you can go to thehotline.org to chat with someone online.
This website is set up so that, at any time, hitting the escape key twice will take you to a Google search page. That way, if your abuser is nearby, you won't get caught seeking help. If you're having feelings of harming yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility. Call 911 or call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline by simply dialing 988 in the United States. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and will talk to you about any mental health issue you may be facing. If you are a member of the LGBTQ community and suffering from discrimination, depression, or are in need of any support, please contact the LGBT National Hotline at 1-888-843-4564 or go to lgbthotline.org. Thanks so much for letting me tell you this story. If you enjoyed it, subscribe on whatever platform you're on, hit like, rate us, or leave us a comment. You can check out our other show, Somewhere Sinister, on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, check out our merchandise at thisismonsters.com. The link is in the description. Thanks again, and be safe.